Happy Sunday to you, PGA. Action underway major from Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's the PGA Championship. Uh, you've got Mito Pereira, the pride of Chile, sitting at 7-under through 13. Will Zalatoris at 5-under. Chris Young at 5-under. Justin Thomas has entered the pitcher at 4-under. We'll keep you updated on what's going on down in Tulsa. Hey, look. It's been a wild weekend, a wild week. Tiger Woods goes, makes the cut. Didn't look good, but got in. Then yesterday played horribly, horribly. And and look, it's really tough when you're dealing with just utter greatness that you see a guy of of Tiger Woods's caliber. You see a guy that we all know the type of history, the type of talent that this guy has and had. And, and just the way he was able to go out weekend after weekend after weekend and dominate whoever he was playing. It's amazing. And I just listened to an interview the other day, and he said, you know, one of, one of my greatest accomplishments, one of the things that I look back on and I think, wow, that's amazing, is that he made every cut. Like, he never missed a weekend because he played poorly on Thursday and Friday. He made every single weekend. And it's amazing. Because you have to be so consistent and so consistently good in golf to accomplish something like that, let alone all the tournaments he won. But look, Saturday, it just felt like this guy was a shell. And I texted a buddy of mine, and I said, I don't know that I want to watch Tiger Woods like this. I don't know that I want to watch him like this. I mean, look, it just feels like uh, Blake uh, back at the studio. You remember when Jordan went to Washington and, and and how weird it was to see Jordan in a basketball uniform that wasn't Chicago. And he just was, he wasn't the same player that he was before. Do you remember that? And do you remember thinking like, wow, I don't know that I want to see this. I don't know that I want to see it. I don't know that I care for it. It's like Brady in a Bucks uniform. It was just kind of weird at first. Okay, but Brady won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm saying at first, but I get where you're, sure, where you're coming sure, from. Sure, sure. It just is like I'm watching Tiger Woods yesterday, and it was cringy. Like I, 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 it was so uncomfortable for me to watch as a golf fan, as a fan of Tiger. It was, it was, it, it actually like bummed me out. And and, and <laughs> I didn't even want to start the show here. But I just, I felt so, I don't know if it's like let down or, I don't know what it is. I mean, there was a catastrophic car accident, what, last February. And the fact that he's come back in two majors and made the weekend is amazing. It is. It's amazing. But he was visibly uh, uncomfortable. The reports that I had seen is that he was in some pain, uh, you know, toward the, Really, even like towards the beginning of his round yesterday, he was kind of limping around and I don't know. It just it just felt like like I was watching somebody that I've seen 
dominate a sport. Not only dominate a sport, but dominate competitors. Just absolute and utter domination. And he would he would go out to these incredibly challenging golf courses and tear them up. And I just feel like, you know, before the accident, before he won the Masters a couple of years ago, I was in the camp that Tiger was going to win another major. Like, it just felt like there was nothing really that was holding him back. Yep, got to change the swing a little bit. Couldn't be as violent as he once was. Couldn't attack the golf ball the way he could when he was younger. Things need to change. You're older. Your body ages. I don't care who you are. You are not, you are not unfallible. You, you are some, you are, you are a human. And despite all of that, I was in the camp that Tiger Woods was going to win another major. And he did. And I got to be honest now, after the accident, after this, the, 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 the incredible rehab that he's done after all the work that he's done just to get to this point, it feels like not only is Tiger not going to win another major. Not only is Tiger not going to win another tournament, but it feels like we're actually closer to a point where we're not going to see Tiger play anymore. Which brought me to my next conundrum. It's like, do I really want to see the guy go away? Do I really want to see somebody that I grew up watching and and the in in just the way that he dominated the mentality of golf, the mentality of the players in the field, the mentality, just everything. He was like, is that something that I want to see go away? And I I'll look, I, I got to be honest with you. I put a lot of thought into it this weekend. It's a struggle for me. Just because I know what this guy once did, and he is so far a shell of what he once was. And it's about, look, we'll, we'll talk about it with the spin on golf guys a little later. Uh, spin on golf coming your way at 705. It just felt like I was really bummed yesterday watching that. And then I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to be able to play Sunday. There's no way. There was no way he was going to be able to play today. And then about a half hour later, uh, we get the alert that, that he withdrew. And it wasn't a surprise. And I was watching the golf channel and they were talking about, you know, the, the mentality that went, went in behind this. So they had talked to some of Tiger's reps. And the report was that it was really hot on Thursday. And then the weather kind of changed. It was kind of nasty yesterday, early. And then Tiger went from having, uh, you know, that in that in that signature group of Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, and Tiger Woods, uh, as the premier group, so they they shot off later. But on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday, he came out early because he was so far down the leaderboard. So the further down you are, the earlier your tee time is. So he went from having a late tee time on, on Friday, which was, you know, kind of hot and muggy, to Saturday, which was early and cold, like really cold, like in the 50s. And so they said that, you know, when Tiger conditions, when Tiger trains, he's training in Jupiter, South Florida, hot, sticky, humid. That's what he's used to. That's what he's been used to, to playing in during his rehab. And then he goes from having all the time in the world to, to 
you know, Thursday to Friday or, or going into Thursday, he's got this, this crazy regimen where he gets up, he eats, he stretches yoga and the whole thing, stretches the leg out, works out, whatever it is, just to get him in shape to go play the tournament, just to get him in shape to go play around. And he has to, when he's done with the round, he cool, cools down, whatever the, the, the regimen is then, gets up the next morning and does the same thing. So when he's got an earlier tea time, means he's got to get up earlier. Like, I get it. I get it. I get why he withdrew. I understand. It just felt like a bummer. It did. I was just really bummed yesterday watching it. It, it really reminded me of Jordan. It's like, you, you're not the same. This is not the same. This is not what we signed up for. But, I, look, I don't know. I, do, do you, like, here, you want to get involved? I'll get, here's the number. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. Would you rather see Tiger play the way he is playing now? Shooting in plus territory, not competitive golf, making the, making the weekend. He'll play Saturday and Sunday, but he's not, he's a non-factor. Like, would you rather see that? Or would you rather just him retire, you know, become an ambassador or whatever he's going to do. And then just, you know, kind of be the next Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholas, excuse me, Arnold Palmer, Gary player. Those guys, is, is that who we want him to be? It was a, a really sad realization for me yesterday. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR if you want to get in the mix on that. All right, I'll tell you what. We got to take a quick break. Blake, I'm sure, is yelling at me. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Coming up on the other side, we'll get to your calls, 800-859-0957. But I have, an, I have another interesting question for you, and it's about Aiden Hutchinson, and it's about Jamison Williams, the Lions' two first-round picks. I want to know what your expectations are. I've got some numbers on the first defensive ends taken in the last eh, three, four drafts. And I want to know where the expectations fall within those stats and those players. What are you, what are you expecting? What do you want to see out of year one? We'll talk about that next. All right. Welcome back. Want to get you caught up uh, on the, uh, the leaderboard uh, down in Tulsa. Uh, Mito Pereira still sitting at six under through 14. Uh, Will Zalatoris at five under, uh, he's through 15. Cameron Young at five under as well. Um, and Justin Thomas at four under. Matt Fitzpatrick at four under as well, though they're running out of out of holes. Uh, Justin Thomas through 16. So uh, likely he would only be able to get to six under and then would be hoping for some sort of playoff or Mito Pereira to to falter here, uh, but Zalatoris sitting at, uh, f- excuse me, four under. Uh, so they got some work to do. So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on there. Uh, in the meantime, we'll get to uh, the Aiden Hutchinson thing in just a second. Greg and Shelby Townships on hold. He wants to talk about Tiger. What's up, Gregory? Oh, my God, Chris, Mr. Positive. Hey, real quick. You say you're a little bit disappointed with Tiger. You've got to understand, my friend. He had a broken knee. He won a major about six, seven, eight years ago. Oh, now, well, yeah, I understand what you're now. saying. Yeah. Yes, but it was a broken knee, my friend, a broken knee. He's a warrior. And here's the thing. The man is smart enough 
to figure it out. When you're that great and you're that much of a competitor, you're going to figure out a way. Is he going to win a major? Bah, we'll see. Will he win another tournament? Unequivocally. He needs to break Sam Snead. They're both tied at 82. He needs to get that 83rd victory to have the most victories in uh, uh, golf history. But, uh, Chris, I'm just a little bit saddened that you're giving up on our man or a little bit like ambivalent. I understand what you're saying. But he, here's, Pop- it, Greg, here's where I'm at. All right. I, and I want you to hang on because I, I want to get your thoughts here. So that was 2008 was, was when he won the U S open on uh, what he had a, a torn ACL. That was 2008. All right. That's a long time ago. Yes. And so I just look at this and think father time waits for no man. Father time has only, has only done, he's done his job on Tiger Woods. And then you add on the the way that Tiger was so violently able to swing the golf club, the way that uh, obviously all of the, the off the, the course stuff that he went through. And then, and then this, this accident where they almost had to, to, to remove his leg, like amputation was very much on the table. Tiger Woods may not have two legs today. Like understand he's lucky to be alive. Right. But at the same time, it just felt like Thursday, Friday and Saturday it just felt a lot different. It just felt like this guy is not the Tiger Woods of 2008. This guy is not the Tiger Woods of a few years ago when he won the Masters. He just isn't. Physically, okay, he isn't. When he when he hit the 69, did you have a little bit of hope that you saw sparks or of inspiration that he might be able to do it? And if that's what you saw, and I think I saw the same thing, that if he can work on it, and, you know, get it a little bit better if he could hit the 69. You know, there is a possibility. What is it right now, the PGA? Um, is it 5-under, 6-under, 7-under? And he was he had, a, you know, a couple bad rounds. Dustin Johnson didn't make the uh, cut, and a host of others who won the sure. Masters didn't make the cut. But yep. Tiger Woods made it yep. with all these incapacitations, if you will. And it just shows you, my friend, that – there is sparks that he can do it. He just has to really get better. Wear a knee brace. Wear bandages. Yes. I, I just wait. He's doing quick. all that. Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan. He, uh, yes. Car accident. Uh, same type. He's of, following uh, the Hogan model, where he's only going to be able go. to play he, in, in well, better. Hogan won. Yes. Hogan but, won. But but listen, Chris. Greg. This is he. This is a different spot. Tiger's in. He's in a much different spot. And, and I look, I appreciate the call. I just feel like this guy is like, it felt like for the first time, yes, making the cut is a huge accomplishment. There's no doubt about that. I don't want to see what I saw at a tiger again yesterday. Like that was depressing. That, that was awful to, 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 to have watched this guy dominate for so long. And then to go out there and play the way he did, it was, it was a bummer. It was. And and I don't know and I don't know and I don't know what the answer is. But but my guess is that Tiger's going to take some time here. Like I don't maybe I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out and takes the rest of the season off. 
comes back next cycle? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But it feels, it felt different. Yesterday felt different. Felt like this guy was in a lot of pain. That that quick turnaround from a, from the, one of the later tea times on Friday to the early tea times on Saturday, he just it, it was it was it was a problem, and the injury obviously played an issue. You could see him limping around the course. Yeah, it 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 was an issue. So I don't know what the answer is, but I can tell you that it didn't feel great watching Tiger Woods play the way he did yesterday, and it was bogey after bogey after bogey after bogey, after bogey. And you're right. DJ didn't make it. I understand that. And and you're right. But it just, it, I don't know. It felt like he made it by the skin of his teeth and then he gets in and he just didn't play well. And it felt like for the first time post-accident where, okay, he made another tournament, made another weekend, and he just woefully underperformed. And you could tell physically he just was he just wasn't into it. And a lot of those chips off the green were so poor. I mean, they were 10 yards past the cup, rolling down the other side of the slope, the backside of the green. I mean, it was it was really rough to watch. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I do not know what the answer is. But whatever yesterday was, that's not it. Uh, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. You want to weigh in, we'll do, uh, keep that topic on the table for you as well. Um, uh, what do I, we got to go to a break here, don't we? Uh, all right. We got a minute? Okay. All right. Then I want to set this up. So the Lions take Aiden Hutchinson, number two. And with, with all of the hype that comes around being a top three pick, being a top two pick, Look, there are expectations. There are expectations. And and I want to, I, I don't think it's fair to say, well, if Aiden doesn't go out and get you double-digit sacks, it's a bust, because that's not the case. All right? So uh, pump the brakes a little bit on that. But with that being said, if he goes out and gets you three sacks, we got a problem. Like, that is that is underperforming, and that is... That is unperforming, you know, and I'm talking about a full healthy season where he's not seriously injured any of those things. Okay. Let's, let's operate under that assumption. So I want to take you back to, to, to the last few drafts and the first pass rushers taken off the board. All right. Uh, in 2001, Blake, you'll remember Jalen Phillips transferred to Miami, played at UCLA before that, uh, kind of that defensive end edge rusher hybrid that the NFL loves so much now. Uh, Jalen Phillips in his rookie year last year recorded eight and a half sacks, 42 combined. No, you take that, right? Yeah. Um, And then I'll look, I'm going to, for, for some bonus points, I'm going to put Micah Parsons in the mix. We know he was a freak last year, 13 sacks, 64 solo tackles. But again, he's more of a, of a linebacker defensive end hybrid. Uh, he, he, he gets his nose in the mix. He'll stop the, the run uh, and he'll get out and, and defend a, a tight end too. So I, I, I want to throw him in there, but it's probably unfair. All right. Let's go to 2020. Uh, Chase Young. Chase Young taking number two defensive end out of Ohio State. Do you know his statistics? Year one, rookie year. 
seven and a half sacks, 30 solo tackles. All right. Not crazy numbers, but Chase Young was an impact player for Washington. 2019, pick number two, Nick Bosa. San Francisco 49ers. Nick Bosa in his rookie year, nine sacks, 32 solo tackles. Let me take you back to 2018 and we'll stop there. In 2018, the first edge rusher off the board was Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport's rookie stat line in 2018 was four and a half sacks, 12 solo tackles. All right. So now you've got a range anywhere between three and a half sacks uh, to what did we say? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just include Micah Parsons there at 13 sacks. All right. So anywhere from three and a half to 13, there's your barometer for the last one, two, three, four draft picks. Uh, first edge rushers off the board in the last four years. What are your expectations for Aiden Hutchinson? What are the expectations for Jalen or Jamison Williams? I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. I want you to marinate on this. You want to give us a call, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. What are your expectations? I gave you the last four defensive ends or edge rushers taken off the board first in the last four years and give any of their stats. We'll revisit what those are, but if you have thoughts, I want to know. I'll give you what my expectations are with Hill Blake as Sports Wrap continues right here on WJR. Don't go anywhere. He's not going to be able to play it, Blake. Mito Pereira's in some trouble here. Uh, on 17, I, I, I am, I am, I can, I cannot believe what's happening. So I, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm watching the PGA Championship for you, and uh, Blake is, he's got what, do you, what? What game do you have on? You just had the Rangers game on. Yeah, it just ended. Uh, Rangers beat the uh, Hurricane three-one. Uh, meanwhile, Will Zalatoris just hits his putt. Mito Pereira puts it in the drink. And I thought, well, maybe he's got it. He, he's It's shallow enough. It's just a little stream that runs next to 17. And I'm, well, let's just say I'm making sounds and, and I'm shocked saying things. And Blake has no context because he's not watching <laughs> So he's like, this is funny listening to you make these sounds when I'm not watching golf. Um, all right. So Pereira puts it in the drink. I don't, I think it's too deep. I don't think he's going to be able to play it. Uh, meanwhile, Will Zalatoris holds it for a birdie. So they are uh, Zalatoris five under Justin Thomas five under he's done 67 on the day. He's five under for the tournament. Zalatoris has, I think, a hole left. I think he just finished uh, 17. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's at, he just finished 18. So, Will Zalatoris, five under. Um, Cameron Young, four under. He's, he's out of this thing. Meanwhile, Justin Thomas is heading back to the range to get warm again. Mito Pereira's in some trouble here. Again, he just teed off on 17, put it in drink. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on. Blake, what are your thoughts on this? Because I think it's unfair for 
fans to say, well, geez, I think Aiden Hutchinson should go out and get us 13 sacks. Like, I think that's unfair because for as much talent as Aiden Hutchinson has, for as much as I believe he was the best edge rusher in this draft, like, you know, people say, well, was his ceiling as high as other guys, Trayvon Walker being one of them? I don't know, but I know that his floor is a lot higher. I know that he's played a lot more football at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. I feel like if, if Aiden Hutchinson were to go out, and for me, my barometer is eight. Let me, let me give you eight and a hook. How about we do this? Eight and a half. Are you going over or under on the sack totals for Aiden Hutchinson? Eight and a half. For my half, for Lions fans' happiness, eight and a half over under. I would, for them to be happy, over. All right. What about you? I think it, it like anything Does over it need to go six. Higher? I think anything oh, over six. six. This okay. is like I mean their defense was horrible last year obviously. The, I mean their sack totals were horrible. And I think anything over 6 that's at least something to build on. Like 4 I think is horrible. I think 6 is a good number. It's a good safe number. So you think maybe I'm being I'm being too optimistic. Like, like for me, I look at it and go, okay, where do I think Aiden Hutchinson falls? In line with these other defensive ends from these previous drafts, you know, is he a three-and-a-half sack guy? No. Is he a, somebody that's going to go out there like Joey Bosa get you 13? I don't think so, at least not in his first year. Does he come in and instantly be the best defensive lineman on that line? Yes, Okay, yes. so he's going to catch double teams. He's going to catch double teams. That's why I'm but saying. I, mean, look, I think six is a fair number. All right, so you're going six. I'm going to go eight. I think if you if I worked you, go you down eight, a half. If you you're right. If you I'm going to take over on eight and a half. I think if you go over eight and a half sacks, if you go eight and a half or over, I'm going to take that. Like to me, that is a nice year. That's a nice rookie campaign. And and I think that you build on that, and 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 this thing really starts to take off. And look, I'm going on the the basis that I think this defense is going to be better this year. I think it's going to be really significantly better. But I think Aiden Hutchinson is you know out of the gate an eight sack guy. I, I think that's fair. Eight eight and a half nine sacks. If he goes and gets you that, you should be pretty happy. Like for an expectation of a guy that, you know, could have got, should have gone number one. You know, you saw the production that he had at Michigan his senior year. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair step going from Michigan playing in the big 10 and then going to the NFL. I think it's fair. And I think that you look at, at some of these other uh, offensive lines in, in, in this particular division and I think that you can have your way with a couple of them. I don't think Chicago is very good. I don't think Minnesota has a very good line. So I, I don't know. I think there's a couple of uh, opportunities for him to tee off on guys. Let me give you another another number for Jamison Williams. All right. Mind you, I think that the expectation for Jamison Williams should be very low. 
very, very low. A guy that I don't expect to see until Thanksgiving. You know, if I don't know that we should have any expectations for Jameson Williams this year, to be honest. You know, you could you could put a an arbitrary number of, uh, you know, 400, 500 yards, 600 yards, because I don't think you see him for half the year. I, I don't know what I don't know what to put the number at. Because, again, like I told you a couple of weeks ago, this is a Ferrari that's got a donut on it. You're not going to take the Ferrari 120 with a donut. You got to get it to Bell Tire. You got you got to get the tire right, maybe a, a rotation, and then once once you got a good boot on it, away you go. But you you don't put <laughs> you you don't take the Ferrari 120 with the donut. So right now, Jamison Williams got a donut. He's got to get right. He's got to get healthy, and then when everybody gives him the go ahead, then you can unleash him. But that's not something that you're going to see for a little while. So what are your expectations for Jamison Williams? Give me like one like hype game. Okay. Like at the end of the season so that everyone's like hype is for the next season. Like give me like a game where he's got like eight catches, 120 touchdown, maybe two. Then everyone's all excited. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to see like the potential. well, okay. I mean, that's you know, but you know I, what I'm I, saying? I like you want to make, yeah, you're going to see that. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, you know me, I'm a college football junkie and I, I watched hey. plenty of his games last year and yeah, he's, he's, inc- he's incredible. The fact that he was um, the number four receiver on that Ohio state team is insane. <laughs> yeah, it is insane. Um, so you're, you, you want like a, like a, a just give me a, a ball January out game. Ninth game in, in Lambeau. Week 18, it's going to be frigid. You want to see Jameis Williams just blowing the, the secondary's doors off. Yeah, just one time. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think I think that's that's really fair. Um, Again, I think he's going to be able to, he'll have his opportunities to play, Um, but I think it'll be much later in the season. So I think it's really hard to put an expectation on him. But for, for, for somebody like Aiden Hutchinson, for me, the expectation is if you go out and get eight, eight and a half, nine sacks, anywhere in that window, you're good. Blake says six. Uh, if you want to send any of your Lions hate mail, you do it to Blake. I'll take it. 800-859-0957. Uh, we got spin on golf coming your way at 705. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk to the fellas out at DGC. Uh, they no doubt are watching what's happening in Tulsa. Um, Look, we'll keep you updated on what's going on. Mito Pereira's in some trouble here. Justin Thomas is warming up on the court or, or on the driving range. Will Zalatoris in for five under. He and Justin Thomas are tied. He's going to Zalatoris heading to the putting green. We'll talk to the fellows out at Detroit Golf Club next as Sports Rap continues. Well, you just hate seeing uh, what's happening to Mito Pereira uh, as he doubles on 18 slips to four under with a share of second place with Cameron Young. Um look, 17 was absolutely brutal. It was, it was, it was uh, look, it, it, it's it's really disheartening when when you're somebody like Pereira who's who's kind of one of those fringe 
pro guys. Um, and to play the week in the weekend the way that he did, to have it end like that, Mike Faye is is hard is a hard watch. Yeah, oh, it was painful. Painful. I, and I didn't know I initially I didn't realize I thought maybe he could have gotten a club on it when they first showed it, but it was too deep. Like he he had to take a drop there. He couldn't he couldn't go get that ball. Big bounce right in the water mm. off the tee and then uh, over the green and then making six. So yeah. so now we've got a playoff here with uh, Zalatoris and, and and Justin Thomas. Um, you, you know, Justin Thomas was a guy who, you know, that made some noise yesterday and then really played a nice round today, kept himself in this. And, and I think from watching him the last, you know, couple of months here, <clears throat> he really stayed the course here. Like he really kind of dug down deep and you got to give JT a lot of credit because, um, you know, he, he had a couple of holes this round, especially in the back nine where it felt like he was almost giving strokes back. Um, so to find him for him to find himself in this position is, is pretty good. Can I, can I say this though, Chris, and, and, and not that I'm playing the role of devil's advocate here to me, this tournament, the last couple hours, was waiting for somebody to just grab it, and nobody wanted to grab it. So, to your point, I know that started like I was uh, starting off in the devil's advocate role, but to your point, all he did was play solid to yeah. be right smack dab in the middle of it. You know, it, it wasn't like he made a crazy charge or anything, but the way these guys were playing up top, and starting with poor Pereira, who I'm, for the rest of our lives, his name's going to be up there with Vandeveld. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, I've already gotten 50 messages. I still haven't seen it. I was in the car, and and my buddy Mike Fay here was telling me uh, about the shot, and you described it adequately as well. But we're going to hear that, you know, yeah. on this stage. And uh, your heart breaks. I don't care what anybody says, okay? That's awful to watch yeah. because anybody who has ever played this game knows that feeling. This game can humble like no other. Yeah, no, I think I think you're exactly right. And it, and it just felt like, um, you know, watching him on 17 hit that tee shot. Mike, Mike I, I kind of felt like, um, you know, he he just kind of gave up on his on his drive at the tee. And it, and you, you said it right. He he just died on impact like he just as soon as he hit that ball, he just kind of gave up on it and he pushed it right into the in the little ravine there. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Um, but you know what? Any of us that play. In high-pressure situations, the game of golf have done it. And it can happen to everybody. And, you know, like I've said before. Well, like, let me tell you this, will, Mike Faye. come back. I have never done that because I don't ever play any high stakes. <laughs> so, there, that, that's that for you. Um, you know, speaking of tough watches, I, I kind of opened the show today and I went on a tangent. I didn't mean to because I wanted to do this Aiden Hutchinson stuff first. Um. When Tiger came back a couple of weeks ago and 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 made the cut at Augusta, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Like, the resolve is incredible with this guy. The fact that he made it to Saturday and Sunday is a miracle. He could have had his leg amputated. He shouldn't, he, you know, he very well should not even be here. It's amazing. This weekend, I had a bit of a different vibe. I felt like for the first time since the accident, for the first time since he's been playing real high competitive golf, it felt like 
I felt like this guy can't win again. I felt like, like something now is different and, and rightfully so it's okay. Father time has caught up with them. Injuries have caught up with them. It's okay. But it felt like I don't want to see Tiger Woods go bogey, 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 bogey. I don't want to see that. I, I, I it's, it's kind of like, you know, like Jordan in Washington. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any of that. That's not what I want to see. I want to see Tiger playing high level golf. And it just felt like he was not playing high level golf. And it, and it bummed me out because I don't know that I want to see that. Yeah, it's interesting, Chris. Uh, you know, because it's Tiger Woods and because of everything that he's gone through, you didn't hear a lot of scrutiny about him pulling out. You didn't hear, you know, a lot of the questions that I think some people would have had. Uh, it's tough to say because there, there is that part of you, every time you start to to, to count Tiger Woods out, you, you, you remember this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. But I look, father time is unbeaten. No, he, he just is. And Tom Brady's going to find it out sooner rather than sure. later. Yes. Even Tom Brady will. Yep. And uh, I, boy, I tend to agree with you. He, you know, the thing, Chris, to me, I, I saw a look of defeat out of Tiger Woods and I'm not used to seeing that. Yeah. I'm not used to seeing that, that, that was, that was a little disconcerting, but at the same time, like I, I'm not going to be the guy to count him out. Okay. I'm not, it's not going to be me. But you know, if you want to do it, go right ahead. But uh, and I'll I'll stand in the background shaking my head. But I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, Mike. It felt like like you know when he was dealing with all the off the course stuff that he dealt with a, a number of years ago, and he came back. The mentals weren't right. He wasn't right. He couldn't couldn't quite figure it out. And everybody was like, "Well, is Tiger going to ever win another major again? Is he? No, he's not. Yes, of course he is. He's Tiger. I was one of the people that thought yes." Tiger will win another major. How many more? I don't know. But he's Tiger Woods. He, he will win another major. And he did. This time, it feels different. This is not 2008 playing on a bro, uh, on a torn ACL. And, and it's different. This guy is older. He is, you know, the, 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 you, you could visibly see that he was uncomfortable. You can visibly see that he was in pain, that he, he just, he couldn't swing the golf club right. And, and even some of his, his, you know, short game around the green, the chips that were 10 yards past the pin. It was just like, what is this? Like, what am I watching out of Tiger Woods right now? And it was uncomfortable. It was, it was a bummer. And it just felt like, this is not what I want to see. Yeah. It's uh you know, from a golf swing perspective, he was in a tremendous amount of pain. A lot of weight on his front foot and a lot of weight out in front of the ball to keep the pain off this, yeah. his right leg, right? So, like, my view of it, <clears throat> how much pain he was in, to be honest, I hope he'd go home and feel better, you know? Yeah, sure. I'm just happy that he yeah. was there, yep. you know? I it was we didn't, I didn't need good. to see him. T- I didn't need to see him today. I didn't yeah. need to see another round of that. Right. I didn't. It was tough. Uh, I, I know you guys are going to keep us up to date on what's going on down in Tulsa as we we go to a playoff. Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris. Uh, fellas, have a nice show. Thanks, buddy. All right. Stick around. Spin on golf coming your way at 7.05 live from Detroit Golf Club. That'll do it for us tonight. Have yourself a wonderful week. Catch you again here next Sunday. Have a good one.